This is the EWN Podcast Network. Are you ready to live your life by your rules? Need some inspiration? Welcome to First Class Life, Redefining Success, the podcast that brings you interviews with people who have had their life path challenged and have redefined what success and a first-class life really means to them. With tales of roads taken, detours explored, turning points, and transformation, here is your host, First Class Life mentor, Kate Fessler. Welcome to First Class Life, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler. This week's show is going to be a bit different, a little experiment. It's going to be just me, and I'll be talking about a topic that I recently had a bit of a breakthrough in, how I think about it, and I thought it might resonate with you too. It's also going to be a lot shorter than my normal podcasts. What are you willing to do to get what you want, and how badly do you want it? This was spurred in part by an article in my local newspaper about a woman who was able to calculate pi out to 1 million digits, using a computer, of course. The writer of the column focused on an aside from the woman who said that long ago her teacher told her not to pursue a career in technology because she just wasn't good enough. My husband said that if someone told him he couldn't do something, that was usually incentive for him to prove them wrong. But that wasn't my experience. I took things like that to heart. After all, what do I know? They are the supposed experts. If they say it's not right for me, who am I to question that? Which was your experience? It never occurred to me to take failure as anything but a stop sign. If it was meant to be, it would be easier, right? I would know for sure that I had a talent for something the very first time I tried it, and if I wasn't any good, that was evidence that I didn't have the talent for it, so I should move on. But I've recently been reading some Napoleon Hill, If you've been around the coaching world at all, you know about this book, Thinking Grow Rich, and you've probably read it, maybe more than once. But I found a couple of other books that I didn't know existed, and I got them from my local library. I'm trying to cut down on the books that I actually own, but these I'm going to buy after reading them because they are full of wisdom. Back in his day, the models for success were people like Thomas Edison and Henry Ford, both of whom went through a lot of failure before they met with success. Plenty of people thought they were crazy, wasting their time like the Wright brothers who were determined to make a machine that could fly people through the air. Well, clearly all of them ended up achieving their goal and creating something that we all use today. One of Napoleon Hill's principles for success is definiteness of purpose. You have to know what you want and be undeterred by temporary setbacks in your quest to achieve that purpose. Which led me to the question of what are you willing to do to get what you want and how badly do you want it? Whenever I used to hear this phrase, I would immediately jump to all the things I would not do to get what I want. I would not do anything illegal, for example, or immoral. I wouldn't do anything that would hurt someone else or make me look foolish. I wouldn't, quote, sell my soul to the devil. But let's get back to the original question. What am I willing to do? Am I willing to give up my idea of what looks foolish? Am I willing to revise my view of what's possible for me? Am I willing to let go of old thought patterns that are most certainly standing in my way? Am I willing to see failure as a temporary setback, something to learn from and modify my approach and keep moving toward the goal? Am I willing to question what I think I know is true and open my mind to the possibility that it's not? Most of us have outdated ideas of who we think we are. Let's take a common scenario. 
You're going to buy a car. You've bought cars before and it's typically been about as pleasant as a visit to the dentist. You go in with a defensive attitude and midway through the negotiation, not getting what you wanted, you give up and walk away. Now let's look at what are you willing to do to get what you want? You want the car. First, we'll go through what you're not willing to do. You're not willing to pay more than what you've budgeted for a monthly payment. You're not willing to put more down. You're not willing to extend the loan out further to make the monthly payment fit your budget. Let's look at the flip side, some things you may not have considered. Are you willing to look at your behavior and your attitude going into the negotiations and make some adjustments? Are you willing to learn how to be a better negotiator? Are you willing to make suggestions, share information, work with the salesperson to help them help you get what you want? Realizing the salesperson's job is to make the sale, if you engage in a different way, you may be able to come to an agreement that serves both of you, and you get to drive the car off the lot feeling good about the outcome. Let's look at another scenario. You want a promotion at work. You think you're doing a great job, and that should be obvious to your boss and the people who would be instrumental in approving the promotion. What are you willing to do to get what you want? Are you willing to ask for it? Are you willing to take some continuing education courses on your own time to improve your skills, at the same time demonstrating your commitment to your career path and advancement within it? Are you willing to look for another job that might value your experience and hire you in at the level to which you're wanting to be promoted? Are you willing to honestly assess your demeanor at work and whether you outwardly show signs of leadership potential? Are you willing to distinguish yourself from your coworkers at the risk of possibly not fitting in anymore? Are you willing to start thinking and acting from the place of belonging in that position? Here's another one. What if you've been laid off from your dream job? No fault of your own, the company's downsizing and your job has been eliminated. Maybe the dream job isn't something that companies in general value anymore. Years ago, and you'll know how many in just a second, my dream job was to be a travel manager in a corporation. Yes, before the advent of the internet and the ability for anyone to book their own travel, there were people whose title was corporate travel manager and who did all sorts of negotiations for the company with airlines and hotels, managed the travel policy for the company, etc., how many travel managers and corporations do you know? There may still be one or two, but for the most part, that job is history. Fortunately, I had a different job and was just doing career exploration, so I never did take a full-time job as a corporate travel manager. I was able to incorporate it into my other job with my company as a side project. Travel is still a passion of mine, but I don't do it as a business. As I'm sure you know, the travel business was turned upside down with the advent of Expedia, Travelocity, and the internet, where every airline, hotel, car rental company has its own site you can book with. So let's say your dream job becomes a thing of the past, but you really loved what you did. You have some other interests too, but you don't think any of them could help you in your career. What you, what you really want, if it were possible, is to do the thing you love that you're really good at and incorporate some of your other passions as well. That can't be done, can it? What are you willing to do to get what you want? Are you willing to step out of your comfort zone and really explore what you want and why? Are you willing to look at different aspects of various things and see if they lead somewhere else? Are you willing to start your own business, combining your interests in a way that's never been done before? Are you willing to shift your thinking about what's possible? 
I've been guilty of closing the door before it's even opened in a lot of ways. When I was a young adult, I met a couple who flipped houses. This was way before that was even a term, but that's what they did. They bought the house, fixed it up, and sold it. I read a book called Housewives about a woman who fixed up places in exchange for rent and then went on to flipping herself once she had enough money to invest. But nobody in my life thought that was a good idea, and I didn't think I could do it myself. I let myself be deterred because I wasn't willing to go the distance and fight for my dream. Now look at HGTV and all the shows about exactly that. If only I had pursued it, I could be one of those people. I didn't know that I had the ability to advocate for myself, that I had the absolute right to pursue my dream despite what other people thought. I didn't have the insight that I do now into all the ways I was sabotaging myself and drifting along, letting other people decide my fate. And what about your relationships? Do you hold grudges, harbor resentment? Do you invite drama, always find yourself in conflict? Do you wish for a romantic relationship but always end up on bad dates or in unfulfilling partnerships that don't last? What is it that you really want? Are you willing to allow yourself to reframe experiences and let go of grudges and resentment? Are you willing to try to understand the other person and at least come to a place of agree to disagree instead of having to be right? Are you willing to stand up for yourself in a firm but loving way to reclaim your power without having to punish those who've taken advantage of you or not lived up to your expectations? Are you willing to forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made and live from a more empowered spirit? Are you willing to truly be seen and known by the people you love? Or are you afraid that if they knew the real you, they wouldn't love you anymore? Are you willing to love yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful, and allow others to see your brilliant shining light? Are you willing to look at your role models with fresh eyes and recognize some behaviors you learned without even knowing it that are getting in your way? We all have subconscious behaviors that we're sometimes shocked to discover. If you ever said to yourself, I can't believe I just said that, I just heard my mother coming out of my mouth, you know what I'm talking about. Are you willing to acknowledge that some of the things the people you love and respect told you might not be true? Like that you're not good enough at something or that your dream is silly or unattainable? Imagine if Thomas Edison and Henry Ford and the Wright brothers had taken that to heart and said, okay, well, you're right. It's kind of silly to try to create something that no one's ever thought of before. So I'm just going to give up. Revisit your dreams. Maybe they won't manifest exactly the way you envisioned back then, but if you dig deep into the why of what you want, you'll find ways to incorporate that into your life. If you're willing, that is. Are you willing to stop looking outside at things you cannot change and look inside for the things you can change? Are you willing to close some doors and open some windows and look for a new path? Are you willing to practice being positive and stop letting negativity rule? Are you willing to go deep inside yourself honestly? And by honestly, I mean discover and acknowledge how great and powerful you are and all the wonderful things about you. We're all really good at looking deep for the negative. I remember telling my very first coach I was scared to look deep because it was probably even worse than I imagined. Bless his heart, he assured me it would be a lot better than I thought. And while the beginning was pretty rocky, it turns out I'm pretty amazing. And I know that you are too. Are you willing to look up from your phone and be here now? 
Distractions are one of the things Napoleon Hill cautions can derail us from living our best life. Are you willing to give people the benefit of the doubt and instead of criticizing, look for what you can learn from them? Often we are challenged by the behavior of others as a way to become more compassionate, to see things from a different perspective, to become better communicators. Are you willing to evolve? I'm always reading things like these Napoleon Hill books, trying to understand where my weaknesses are and striving to be better at everything I do. Again, in the beginning it was tough, but I am definitely a much happier person for it. Are you willing to give up any negative self-image you have and give yourself permission to become the person you're meant to be? The last time I talked to my current coach, I said something to the effect of, why would anybody want to hear what I have to say? She encouraged me to flip that and ask, well, why wouldn't they want to hear it? Practice flipping your thoughts from negative to positive. Remember that what you focus on tends to manifest, so if your predominant thoughts are negative ones, is it any wonder you're not getting anywhere? Keep asking yourself in a positive way, what are you willing to do to get what you want? And how badly do you want it? Well, that's it for this week. Do you like the shorter podcast focused on a particular topic? Do you prefer the longer interviews? If you actually listen to all of this, please let me know what you think. I welcome all feedback, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. Send me an email at firstclasslife@outlook.com, or better yet, post your feedback on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. I hope you'll join me next week. Until then, cheers to your authentic first class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of First Class Life, Redefining Success with Kate Fessler. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit firstclasslifesolutions.com, on Twitter at Kate Fessler, and on Facebook at First Class Life Solutions. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at EWNpodcastnetwork.com.